Today on We Hear, Robert Pattison is the latest celebrity to shoot his own magazine cover while in isolation, which got us thinking, will stars be doing their own photo shoots from now on? Hackers are threatening to reveal personal details of a celebrity lawyer whose clients include Elton John, Lady Gaga, and Barbara Streisand. And Rosie O'Donnell is binge-eating Pop-Tarts and questioning her pal Madonna's wacky quarantine videos. Coming up next on We Hear. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Uh No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. You know, Maggie, in quarantine, since we've been apart, we've been taking, I think, two different tracks in terms of our daily um, looks and self-care. Mine going downhill, I think, as the listeners have heard, and yours not only maintaining, but but thriving. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, you, you've you said, like, you put, you put on makeup every day. Right. You, you, you say your hair looks like a pineapple, but it actually mm-hmm. looks better than ever when I see you on our sort of video conferencing thing. Thank um, you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, like, gone to a whole new level. I, on the other hand, as I said before, you know, I'm like finding old Cheerios in the couch, which is mostly my diet, except on the special occasions when I eat pizza over a sink once a month. But, you know, I don't even use I've I've stopped using hair care products. And the thing about it is I have a lot of this stuff on hand. In fact, yesterday, a friend of mine who is sort of awkwardly began growing a beard was like asking um, my opinion about it because he wanted to shave. And I was like, no, like you're just going through the awkward phase. And I was sending him beard videos, which unfortunately mm-hmm. I know a bunch of about. And then I was like, here are some products. And I like started busting out all these, you know, all this stuff that I just don't use anymore. You know, beard balms, Hungarian beard wax. Wait, Words what is you a, never thought you'd... what is a beard video? Oh God. Well, a few <laughs> years ago when I first be- became a, uh, when I was a budding beardsman, I would stay up late at night, you know, like people binge watch like Tiger King. I would stay up late at night binge watching beard videos. And there are all these guys like there are these beard influencers. There's like the beard baron. There's there's all these different guys. And basically they (laughs) they have all these tips. So there's like tips on everything, like everything you would ever want to know about growing and maintaining a beard, every style of beard. And it's everything from like practical advice initially getting through that initial like awkward phase. If you're sort of like a beard rookie to like Mm -hmm. I was sending my friend a video yesterday that one of them is called Do You Have a Minimalist Beard? So, I mean, it gets wow. very, it's like Kierkegaard. I mean, it's like some serious metaphysical this makes, stuff. This makes so much sense to me because I have encountered men in the wild prior to quarantine that believe beards are personality. And now I see that it's more a lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. In the wilds of Brooklyn. But, you know, it's funny because now we're really seeing what celebrities are doing in quarantine to maintain their looks. Mm-hmm. A bunch of them are actually shooting their own magazine covers now because obviously magazines can't have teams of 
stylists and photographers and PR people around celebrities and magazines are still coming out. So we've actually been seeing a bunch of celebrities, as you mentioned, like Robert Pattinson is on the cover of GQ and he photographed himself and he shot all the pictures inside too. He looks pretty good. I mean, for a descent into uh, isolation induced madness. This guy knows his angles and he knows his light. Yeah, so I guess Robert Pattinson was shooting, he's the new Batman, and the film was shooting in London, but got shut down like all other film and television production. And he's apparently holed up in an Airbnb in London and was meant to be on the cover of GQ. So they ended up just having him shoot himself. But he's not the only star who's recently shot his own magazine cover. Miley Cyrus shot her cover of WSJ Magazine. Bella Hadid did a Vogue Italia cover shoot. She didn't actually do that one herself, but she did sort of do it on FaceTime. So she was alone and they sort of somehow uh, manipulated it through FaceTime. But the results have been pretty impressive, actually. Like this Robert Pattinson cover and the shots inside to me look really good. If I was a professional photographer, I'd kind of be a little worried that well, stars are just going to be shooting themselves now. I guess the question here is, one, is there an art director who's on Zoom telling these celebrities, okay, move this lamp here, angle your camera like this, stand in front of this window? Two, are these people just good looking and that's why they photograph well? Three, have they learned something from being on all these film sets? Like they know their light and they know their angles. Yeah, I mean, I guess their job is looking good. So I'm sure they've paid attention. But um, in the case of Robert Pattinson, um, the sort of fashion trade website, the business of fashion, did a kind of behind the scenes thing of this GQ shoot. And mm -hmm. so basically what happened is they were planning on going to London to shoot him. Then all of that became impossible. And it turned out that he had um, some cameras, I guess because he's an artsy guy, he, he had some cameras and a digital camera with him. So they were mm -hmm. like, okay, he has the cameras. And then apparently what they did is they just got on a call with him and there was an art director who made a deck, she says in this interview, of sort of cards with references of portraiture. Mm. Because he That's had to awesome. take, yeah, he was taking these self-portraits. So some of the things that they did have to tell him apparently on this call were, you know, make sure to have portraits where you have like a full body shot in some of them. And she used some of these images as references. But the other thing that they apparently had to tell him, which he would never know is, hey, when you take a shot for the, the, the cover shot, you have to leave room in the upper left-hand corner for the GQ logo which you would never know. So it was like right. these little tricks of the trade. So they basically sent him this deck of references. They kind of, and then they were just like, hey, after that, they just thought, you know, hey, like God be with him. Let him do his thing. <laughs> they did apparently send him the wardrobe though. So the stylist basically figured out a way to get the clothes to his apartment. Um, but I actually think the results look really good. I mean, one of the shots, he's yeah. kind of like, lying in the corner like and I, I mean the theme seems to be isolation you know and being holed up in this london apartment and i mean i think the shots look really good to the very trained eye you might know from the lighting that like it's not exactly a top you know photographer that took the shot but i think mm -hmm. to the layperson, i mean these to me it looks like a gq shoot in other words like these pictures that he took and especially the ones that miley cyrus did for wsj 
which she did in her home studio and did her own makeup and styled herself, including wearing rubber gloves. They look great. I mean, they they do look like professional shoots. Right. And I mean, if GQ had not included the fashion credits, like there's a shot where he's lying on a couch in front of a window and he's wearing a shirt and hat by Dior Men. Like if the prices weren't there, you might think these were things he pulled out of his own closet. Right. Yeah. Well, they also mentioned that one of the reasons I guess they trusted him for the GQ shoot was because he, um, you know, he does after his twilight, you know, days, he has been in a series of films that are like very artsy movies, you know, like The Lighthouse and that sort Mm -hmm. of weirdo Claire Denis movie he did where he's like in space um, Mm -hmm. trying to save the human race. Um, You know, he, he and Good time, right? With the Safdie brothers, wasn't he in that? Right, and, right. And he's in a David Cronenberg movie. So he's definitely been around, you know, top sort of artistic directors beyond just being, you know, in like Twilight and, you know, now the Batman movie. It's interesting that, you know, obviously we're all in isolation. We're looking through Robert Pattinson's lens, seeing how he's living through isolation. But Tracy Ellis Ross actually photographed herself for a magazine cover all the way back in October 2019 when we were able to roam freely. Wow. She photographed. I know. I mean, number one, she takes great selfies. If you follow her on social, she's just like turning out look after look. So she shot herself for the cover of Glamour back in um, October 2019. And like she could be the trailblazer in all of this. I mean, it's great news for magazines because I think there was a question at the beginning of all of this of like, how are you going to get out a glossy magazine? Like, how will magazines still exist, particularly fashion magazines? But it's amazing they can still produce these things. The one thing I'm a little unclear on is do you have to pay Robert Pattinson and Miley Cyrus as photographers? You know, Kareen Reutfeld from Harper's Bazaar, she did an Amphar fashion show for YouTube and all the models who included Carly Kloss and other top models were, you know, walking, the catwalks were basically in their own, you know, living rooms. For that fashion show, the, the models did their own makeup and basically, you know, styled themselves. And they all got really high marks for what they were able to do in this DIY environment. So this is all making me realize, Maggie, that I really, really need to step up my game a little bit here. While the world has been dealing with the coronavirus, hackers have attacked the website of top show business attorney Alan Grubman. And they're demanding $21 million ransom while threatening to reveal the personal details of his clients, which include everyone from Elton John to Lady Gaga to Barbara Streisand and tons of other A-list celebrities. Yeah, so Alan Grubman, for those who don't know him, is really one of the top power attorneys in the entertainment business, particularly in the music world. His law firm is called Grubman, Shire, Mizellus, and Sachs. And apparently their site is down and there are some hackers, as you mentioned, Maggie, who claim that they have 756 gigabytes of data, but that includes contracts and personal emails. There's even a screenshot of a contract for Madonna um, that's already been released that 
um, alleges to be one of the documents. Um, multiple sources have told Page Six's Emily Smith that the FBI is investigating. One source said the hackers got into the system while everyone was focused on the coronavirus. We assume, but there is no confirmation that the hackers are Eastern European. They are demanding a 21 million ransom and the firm is not negotiating with them. Whew. Apparently, some of the types of information that could be in the law firm's hacked files could include work contracts, confidential settlements, and endorsement deals. Um, you know, other stars that are represented by the firm include Barry Manilow. Oh my God. Uh, Rod Stewart, Lil Nas X, The Weeknd, U2, Drake, Priyanka Chopra, De Niro, Vergara, LeBron, Mike Tyson. Jesus H. He, wait, Jesus is not represented. I, I was just saying that, <laughs> that that was an exclamation at the end of that list of power names. That's right. So the hackers are reportedly known as Revil, which is a capital R, capital E, lowercase V-I-L, or the Soden no Kibi. And in January, they attacked the foreign exchange company TravelX, and they asked that that ransom be paid in an untraceable cryptocurrency you might remember called Bitcoin. Hopefully, the law firm will prevail and and keep their information secure. But oh, right, maybe like the FBI investigation could become, you know, it, it certainly has the potential to become a Netflix docu series. It's worth noting that a spokesperson for the law firm noted that HBO, Zoom, and the Texas court system have all been victims of similar attacks and commented their clients have expressed overwhelming support as they understand the firm is the latest high-profile pro- victim of this global extortion scheme. So, hmm. yeah, it's- Global it's, pandemic, global extortion- You might remember back in 2017 that HBO was hit with a series of hacks, and some of the things that were released were Game of Thrones episodes and unreleased scripts, and there was even some Star's contact information. The feds actually charged an Iranian hacker in that case, and uh, the guy was actually added to the FBI's most wanted list. You know, HBO, when Game of Thrones was airing, seems like a pretty obvious target because unreleased episodes of Game of Thrones would be just a, a, a worldwide known sort of hot commodity that people would want to get their hands on. But the fact that in this case, you know, Alan Grubman is really known in the entertainment world and his firm, but, you know, he's not exactly a, a household name to everybody. So the fact that the firm was targeted is unusual because it's a lot different than a situation like HBO or Zoom, which are just more public-facing companies. We will definitely keep you updated on any developments in this case. Rosie O'Donnell left her New Jersey weekend home for the first time in two months last week, and she was absolutely terrified. She spoke to Page6.com's Nikki Gostin all about it, and she told Nikki about what her life has been like in quarantine. It involves everything from having to go into Manhattan to see a doctor, to binge eating Pop-Tarts, to missing theater. It's really an interesting look at how celebrities are experiencing quarantine versus the rest of us. Yeah, and she even weighed in on what her good friend Madonna's been up to in quarantine, 
But uh, yeah, Rosie O'Donnell, I guess she had mentioned that she had to go into the city for a doctor's appointment because she has previously had a heart condition, right? Right. She had a heart attack in 2012, if you remember. So she has to check up on that stuff. You know, just because there's coronavirus doesn't mean these other underlying medical issues can go without being checked on. You know, she still has to maintain her health. Yeah, although it doesn't sound like she's maintaining, which she freely admits, a very healthy diet while in quarantine. Well, she did say that she's been binging on junk food like all of us, but specifically Pop-Tarts, which I love because it's such a throwback. Like, if I had the money that she had, the levels of junk food I would be eating would be far beyond Pop-Tarts. Well, was it Luanne de Lesseps or... uh... Baudelaire, who said, money can't buy you class. But it can buy you snacks, Ian. And the money snacks I would be buy having. You class. <laughs> but money can buy you snacks. <laughs> so she said, we had a lot of junk in the beginning when it was first happening and I was panicking. I told the person who works here, get us some Pop-Tarts. So he got us about 40 boxes, and it started to get really sad when I realized there were only about half the boxes left, and I'm the only one in the house who eats them. I I get it. (laughs) I have a few things to say about this, Maggie. Number one, I told the person who works here, who's that? I guess there's some kind of, what is like- Their caretaker of their- Caretaker, a groundskeeper? Uh, an assistant. Oh, that's if you're living on a golf course, I guess. You have or a I don't know. Keeper live in a baseball diamond. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, so the person who works here um, got her pop tarts, but I do understand that because there is this thing that happens in quarantine where you know obviously people are buying in bulk and you buy this stuff, and it is true that you buy these giant things and you kind of think, oh, you know, this is for like a month, and then it's mm-hmm. like three days later and you're like, you've eaten 92 boxes of Pop-Tarts. So I do kind of understand that. Well, this reminds me of you talking about going to BJ's, you know what I mean? And like getting things in huge amounts. There was a moment in my childhood where my parents became members of Costco. I wanted Pop-Tarts so, so badly. They finally caved in and I now will not eat a Pop-Tart because I had to eat them in a Costco size for like months. They it's were like, funny. you wanted them so bad, you eat every Pop-Tart. I have a thing. I, the Pop-Tart thing, it's funny. The last time I had a Pop-Tart, I did buy um, – at one point I had bought my son. They weren't Pop-Tarts, but they were like these like sort of artisanal, like organic kind of Pop-Tarts because I thought like maybe he would like them and he rejected them and I ended up eating those. But the last time I had a, a card-carrying Pop-Tart was – I think one night on deadline at the post where it was just like I was working on some story and it was like it was late at night and I was there toiling away and it just got to the point where I went to the vending machine and in Mm. the vending machine Pop-Tarts is one of the options. So I I did get myself some Pop-Tarts for dinner. But, you know, she also told Nikki Gossner in this interview about Madonna. So Madonna, who, of course, has been longtime pals with Rosie. Um, has been just getting near daily criticism for her antics on Instagram, um, you know, talking about coronavirus and 
saying, you know, there was that weirdo video that she did in a tub calling coronavirus the great equalizer, although she was in like a mansion in London. There She's was calling the, this series the Quarantine Diaries. So yeah, you there know, was, there's going to be more. <laughs> there was the bizarre, exactly. There was the bizarro thing where she said she was going to go out and breathe the corona air because she had been tested and had antibodies. There was another thing where she showed up at a fashion photographer's birthday party where it looked like social distancing wasn't really happening. And then just this week, she um, she posted a photo basically saying that she was excited to have her cartilage replaced after you know she had had a series of injuries where she couldn't dance and stuff on tour. But of course, this being Madonna, the photo included her standing in front of a mirror in lingerie with kind of a, a view of her butt. Um, so in any event, Rosie, <laughs> Nikki asked Rosie about what's going on with Madonna. And um, Rosie basically said, look, you know, I know, I know what you're thinking, but, you know, she's an artist. She's in a different category and she probably just doesn't care what people think. Um, Madonna's camp, I've noticed that there are sources close to Madonna who have who have basically been popping up and saying that in various reports about her odd behavior, just saying, you know, she's a she's an artist, she's a performance artist, she's on another level, she's, you know, expressing herself to paraphrase a Madonna tune. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. here's the thing. A lot of people that we know are doing similar strange things on social media right now. They are desperate for human connection. They need an audience to go on. The problem here is that Madonna is an international pop star and that the whole world notices when she does something weird. And now her friend Rosie O'Donnell needs to defend her. Like, it's just on a larger scale, the quarantine madness setting in. Right. I mean, there also have been suggestions, for example, that um, Madonna, now that she's a part, you know, Madonna, I'm sure, even though obviously she is Madonna and a visionary and an artiste and all that, she obviously has like huge teams of people, you know, mm -hmm. around her for her yeah. tours and everything that she does. So now like left her own devices, maybe unlike Miley Cyrus or Robert Pattinson doing their own shoots, she's just having a little bit of trouble kind of um, editing herself mm -hmm. without, you know, people maybe around her to say like, hmm, maybe this one isn't such a good idea, Madonna, or she doesn't mm -hmm. have like Diplo to like jump in the video with her and kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think a little... what we should apply here is a 24 hour grace period. Like if you really want to post something and you're unsure about it, why don't you sleep on it? Why don't you ask the people you hired for your tour or your stylist or those kind of people who work for you, they might give you some good advice. Totally. I'm sure that like maybe as a side hustle, the Kardashian-Jenner clan or people close to them um, are going to be doing online tutorials for other stars on how to handle um, social media in the coronavirus era if you're an older star. Well, Ian, I've been getting so many ads for Masterclass. I would not be surprised if we see one with Kris Jenner telling you how to handle a PR crisis. Hmm. Well, that's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your ideas for the show. 
maybe even your questions. Let us know if there are any celebrities you would like us to cover. You can email us directly at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back next week with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.